In Your Element is made just for you, the listener. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 19 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. It's a new year, and that means some changes for the show. Starting now, the In Your Element Discord server is available to everyone. The link is available on my website at inyourelementpodcast.com or by clicking the link in the episode description. Also, Patreon subscribers now have access to all episodes early and completely ad-free. They will also have exclusive roles assigned to them in the Discord server, showing off their support level as well as tier-specific rooms. There are also now only three tier levels to support at, $1, $5, and $20. Each tier adds more perks, including custom handmade merchandise each month at the $20 level. Today's episode, I'll be joined by Adrian Espinoza returning to the show, as well as a newcomer, Austin Elkins. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Excited to be a part of this, finally. Yeah, man. It's been a long time coming. Been trying to get you on here for a bit. Schedules haven't lined up, but we made it happen. Finally, I have something to say. I just live here. Adrian, yeah, he's he just lives on Discord now. Sweet. (laughs) Um, What'd you guys play over the holiday? Uh, You know me. I'm uh, kind of the battle royale junkie. Stuck Mm -hmm. with the tried and true Fortnite that I've been obsessed with for about a year, Mm -hmm. and a bit of blackout with a friend that was kind of new to it. So it was fun to jump in with him. Nice. And a bit of smash. Sweet, man. I haven't been on blackout for a while. Have they changed anything yet? Added stuff. They actually have added, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. There's a new, um, a new operator that obviously in blackout doesn't really make much of a difference, but, um, Mm -hmm. basically a new skin or character to play as, uh, called zero. Mm -hmm. Um, they changed the map a bit to give it sort of like a fall feel like the trees are like a lot more browning and stuff like that. Yeah. Orange. Oh, nice. And then there's a couple of random little um, tweaks that they did around the map, like just some like changes to the point of interest. Yeah. There's a couple of new guns they put in as well. So there's, nice. um, it feels, it feels fresh. Uh, nothing like the extent of Fortnite, but right. Still some like stuff. to. Enough. Yeah. Little I, tweaks. Yeah. I feel like I I saw that uh, PUBG like has a snowy map now too. So clearly they're they're feeling the heat from Fortnite. They got to make changes like on a consistent basis, or people are just gonna leave. I mean, Epic's just keeping that game so fresh. Yeah, one of the problems with like PUBG though, since introducing that map, um, like older maps are getting a lot less play. So if you choose to go into like you can choose what map you want to go into basically and the queue mm-hmm. times are like 20 minutes to get into like the original map. Oh shit. Um, I, was, I saw somebody post on the subreddit. So I think the way Fortnite does it having it, you know, just changes to the one map that they have mm-hmm. um keeps the community together instead yeah. of you know people wanting to try try the latest thing and then people who want to stick to what they're used to are like being kind of edged out. So I Yeah. Don't know. No, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I know for a while back we were all kind of speculating, are we ever going to see a new map in Fortnite? And, you know, for a while That's people a were like, oh yeah, for sure. When when the game gets too stale, they'll make a new map. But I mean, if you look at the map now versus what it was six months ago, even, it's a whole different map as is, just evolved. I think they took a smarter approach because I, I had I had not that long ago talked to somebody um, about that, where it's like, you didn't, I never thought about it even remotely how much a new map could technically affect like the audience in terms of like nobody's going to play on that previous map because right you know we only played that map yeah so it makes so much more sense that they would just i'm sure epic's thought about it i'm sure they've thought about a million different um you know what ifs but it yeah. makes so much more sense to just vastly change what you already know but not not dramatically to where it's like this is completely new and i had the yeah relearn everything it's more of just little changes that will slowly alter everything in mm -hmm. just one map in the same maps so you're always going there instead of having to choose another place and now all the directions going to get altered to that right it makes it makes much more sense that way i think yeah well i mean even when they introduce new points of interest in fortnite those things are like swamped for you know the first few you weeks you can't wait everybody... to go to that specific yeah, spot everybody goes the there map. I mean, mm -hmm. shit, when they had the Infinity Blade in there, like I saw a bunch of like vids of people spawning in and the whole lobby was basically going to that one place. So I'm sure a lot of those older places are not seeing very much traffic anymore, but it's, it is smart that they kept everybody in the same like map. So, you know, people aren't. There's definitely there. hot spots like every once in a while whenever they add a new place or like if there's challenges on the week to go to a certain spot. So I think that the way that, they keep people engaged in the one existing map and like try and force you to to not always land at the same exact spot is um i think it's i think it's good i mean well, obviously they made like three billion dollars last year off of Fortnite, so Jeez. like obviously whatever they're doing is working yeah and we'll we'll get to something later in the news that's just going to be printing more money for epic but uh adrian what have you been playing lately um so i've been playing a few uh a lot of multiplayer games obviously mostly fortnite with austin um at that and when it comes to single player games i've really been playing uh some stuff on my xbox because i've been trying to do some more recording nice but i've been playing uh, dead island 3 and i've also been playing um dead island 3 came out no i'm sorry two i said three. oh <laughs> I was like, I shit, the... weren't they weren't they planning a three and then it got that? scrapped or something? Dude, I don't know. they they were planning a three. They even came out with like a trailer for it. Yeah. It was, it was cool looking. Like the whole thing was there. I don't know how um that game just disappeared. I forgot about Dead did. Island. It really did. Uh yeah. so I've been playing that just because I've always wanted to like play through it. Yeah. And then at the same time, I've been playing um like my big single player game has been Red Dead. I haven't really talked about it to anybody, but I've put about 25 hours into it oh shit what chapter are you on now i'm still on like chapter two i've really yeah. just been doing nothing but like just roaming i've yeah. been doing just an insane amount of hunting yeah a lot of side quests a lot of it to be completely honest is just me running like just on my horse just like riding around it's like weirdly therapeutic yeah it's it's a very very slow-paced game like it, Dude, it, you're just chilling it, and, yeah. and i was enjoying just like riding around like i wasn't even doing anything brother was like he was sitting with me watching me when uh i think like sometime before christmas and we were yeah. 
just talking and he's like how come you're not doing anything and i was like to be honest i just want to run around everywhere i just like looking at everything it's, it's so a, it's, it's so huge. nice yeah just put on the cinematic camera and just like let your horse go it's oh i love the cinematic insane. camera is so helpful dude like especially for it's that so reason nice. when you have because you have so many waypoints that are you know so far between point a to point b like if you had mm -hmm. to focus that whole time i would lose my mind well what's funny is i being someone that played gta a lot um mm -hmm. a lot a lot gta 5 uh it's funny because you see things in this game that are like you you clearly know the mechanics from the la from gta and you could see um them improving on that in this game but it's just funny because it's a different theme but it's like it all feels very very similar yeah. but there's certain things that are so much better like in gta 5 they basically had uh they've always had a, a cinematic kind of camera in mm -hmm. the gta games in the, in the last good amount and the last one you you hold on circle if i remember correctly and you're like watching yourself as you're driving it's a little bit different because when you're driving a car in a city it's really hard to like keep that camera going because you can yeah. crash into anything right but it, it's right. so much better in this game like that camera i hated using that camera in gta even though i always wanted to do it because it some shots look so nice yeah but this one they found a way to do it in a way that like you always want that thing on like always because it's mm -hmm. just so cool running around at a vista or going near like the mountains where it's snowing mm -hmm. and just looking at your at, at you and your horse just driving or you know riding yeah they did a it's good so thing with that i'd like to see that make its way into future games too because that is pretty brilliant oh totally i'm sure they'll yeah. make it away i've been all over the map this last holiday um I, everything from smash bros i picked up hitman 2 on the holiday sale they had it mm -hmm. for half price been playing that. that yeah uh my parents got me the spyro reignited trilogy so i dipped back in there for a little bit for some nostalgia and uh man that game is is perfect if you just really want to zone out and just go on a shitty collect-a-thon like i i <laughs> i mean there's there's simply no point to the game other than like just collecting shit and I mean, mild combat and stuff, but it's it like feels good. Classic, just yeah, um, it feels it feels good to return to. It's a it's a nice like palate cleanser after playing uh, Hitman Two for a bit. So um, I played uh, a little bit of Yoku's Island Express on Switch, which is this like weird pinball Metroidvania hybrid game. It's it's a really unique uh, genre, but really relaxing, fun. And then uh, I'm trying to catch up on Kingdom Hearts before uh, Kingdom Hearts Three comes out later this month. So I pop back into Kingdom Hearts 2 to try and finish that up and that's going to take a while so Is Kingdom Hearts 3 really about to come out already? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. comes out this month. That's wild. Like just yeah, I know. it's crazy. After, it's been like what 10 years or so so long, 13 years something crazy before the last mm -hmm. one, so yeah, it's a long time coming. I'm I'm not like heavy into that franchise. I I played like the first one and the second one back in the day on PS2, but just you like know, various titles and stuff. Yeah. It's such a convoluted story. I'm trying to catch up on it before the third one comes out just so I can like figure out who all these characters are. And it's so confusing. I've I'm <laughs> I'm just like at a loss. So before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. My website is at uh, inyourelementpodcast.com. Find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast and on Twitter at IYEpodcast. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. Let's jump into the news. 
uh, we're coming hot off the holidays. So the news is a little light this year. So uh, bear with me. Uh, first news story, Amazon released sales figures for the top 10 games sold through the worldwide retailer for the entire year of 2018. They are as follows. Number one, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS4. Number three, Super Mario Party. Number four, Marvel Spider-Man. Number five, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number six, Super Mario Odyssey. Number seven, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Number eight, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 on PlayStation 4. Number nine, God of War. And finally, number 10, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So looking at this list, are there any games that are surprising to you guys that made it on the list there? Well, for me, uh... like... I, I mean, all of those games, I think, deserve to be on there. Like, they're all great games, and most would argue probably must-own games. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised to see three of the ten games, like 30% of them, came out more than a year ago. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. like, they weren't even released in 2018. Right. With Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I mean, almost arguably being like a four-year-old game with yeah. DLC. <laughs> yeah. Like having that be right seated in the middle is pretty crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, anybody getting a Switch this year, it makes sense. Like, yeah. Of wanting to pick those games up. That's clearly um, what it is. It's yeah. definitely been a big sales year for the Switch. So you can tell people are trying to backfill their catalog. You know, yeah. people probably got it for Smash and they're just quickly ordering those those must-have games for switch i think it's also kind of like something to maybe take with a grain of salt considering it is just from one retailer and a lot of people buy stuff digitally or shop you know in store um obviously amazon's like one of the biggest retailers ever so Mm -hmm. it's something to look at but it's not like the be all end all of oh yeah No, I think I saw the I still the, the best-selling overall game of the year was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which is not a, not a surprise. Yeah, that game sells bonkers every year. I think um, NBA 2K is up on that list. Fallout 76 was surprisingly like number three, I want to say, overall. Red Dead's obviously up there. Uh, I think those are the, the top four. I don't know exactly the order, but I know uh, Black Ops 4 is definitely overall top-selling game of the year, so um there's i think there's god of war and spider-man were up in there as well so it's cool to see a couple of playstation exclusives make the overall sales list but i don't I have those numbers crazy. in front of me yeah i mean but really it's not surprising but at the same time it is in the sense that this is a game that is specifically for one console mm-hmm. i mean which is at the same time it's like it's it's also true for you know for the for the switch games like these are just for one console this isn't like universal you know what i'm saying so like call of duty this makes sense right you have you can buy it on multiple platforms like super mario party mario kart mario uh kart 8 god of war legend of we should actually petition to rename it mario karty i like mario karty yeah (laughs) (laughs) just take mario kart and mario party and slap them together well that's kind of where i was sorry go ahead adrian I was just going to say that was really going to be my thing because I'm not entirely surprised to see any of these games on there, but I'm surprised at how many are exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say six out of 10 being for Switch. Like, yeah. They talk, everybody talks about PlayStation winning the console wars or whatever, but like Switch is the the silent killer. Yeah. It's that, it's that underdog is what it is. 
Yeah. You know, are there any Nintendo. games? Are there any games on that list you guys are surprised that didn't make the cut? Mm. I mean, you mm. can't count Fortnite considering it's yeah. You don't not buy necessarily it. Right. A game that you buy. You can if you're counting Save the World, but you know that's not where the money's at. I mean, as far as like just pure money spent, Fortnite's probably at the top of that list. Oh, for sure, for sure. I if mean, you could buy V Bucks so through through Amazon, yeah. I wonder yeah. if it would make an impact. I'm a little bit surprised Destiny isn't anywhere on there just because of how big of a franchise yeah. it is, like and how True. you know big the player base was originally. But I guess in 2018, it really didn't do so hot. Well, but, they gave it know. away for free for like two months near the end of the year, so that yeah. probably that they it's just wanted to get it into people's hands. And I'm sure they're not tracking like uh, the expansion to just solo by that. But, sure. Uh, oh, I'm I'm a little idea. surprised there's no Xbox One games on there. I mean, there wasn't really like huge hits that came out last year. Sea of Thieves, which is probably their best new IP, and that was uh, on uh, what was a Game Pass right away. So I'm sure they probably lost a lot of sales to people just getting it on Game Pass, even though well, like- I heard it sold well. That well, I guess and that's the Forza are like the only actual exclusives like yeah. that that I can recall. Yeah. Like, there's not really any exclusive quote unquote games for Xbox these days as much. Halo, yeah. obviously, whenever that comes out, it'll probably be huge, but I wonder yeah, if you can next argue year's with... probably gonna be I mean this year, I guess. What oh, is gear Infinite? gear supposed to come out this year for Xbox? Isn't isn't Gears and Infinite coming out this year? I, I have no be idea. Totally wrong. I, be I totally think Gears wrong. is coming out, but I don't know if they have a date yet for Infinite or if they've rumored a date yet. But I'm not in the in the Xbox circle, so I don't really know what what's going on over there. All I know is I they've officially that stated that they're not doing a Halo Battle Royale. So, <laughs> boo! Uh, that's that, uh, that's a bummer. That is a big bummer. I really I just don't think they want to be. I just don't think they see it as a vision. You know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a trend, but I mean, it's clearly a trend that's doing well. I mean, it's a good one. Blackout's doing extremely well. Uh, I'm sure that moved a lot of um, the Call of Duty numbers for this year. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, that was I, basically the only reason I bought it. Yeah, same. Even well, though I originally think I it was, even though we one. ended up, me and me and Adler ended up like sinking our teeth hard in the multiplayer. Yeah, way more than I ever expected. I need to hop back in there. I'm, I'm. I'm starting to feel that itch again for some blackout. I'm slowly moving back into it. Hey, I, I had to take ready, a break. Let me know, dude. I will. Man, all right, it's it's time to get back in those boots, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> where are we dropping, yeah, boys? Yeah, where are we dropping? Let's go. Um, as you already mentioned, Austin, interesting to see a lot of the Switch games on here. Um, six out of ten of those are Switch games, three of which didn't even come out this year. Uh, very, very successful year for Switch, even though there weren't, until the very end of the year, too many big first party releases from Nintendo. It was kind of a quiet year. So I think they did True. rely heavily on third parties, indies to really move those consoles. And then just people that didn't get it in the first year, they were kind of waiting for a little bit more robust library. But uh, 2019 this year is going to be huge. Oh. I think Nintendo's got some, some bombs are going to drop animal crossing new super Mario brothers use coming out this month. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, oh, God, I can't Yoshi's Crafted World, and then a new mainline Pokemon game, just to name a few. And that's not to mention uh, Bayonetta 3 potentially coming out. Who knows where Metroid Prime's at? We's see. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a, a good library that's brewing this year for Nintendo Switch. 
Um, also worth noting, Spider-Man did uh, officially become the fastest selling superhero game of all time, uh, according to the NPD group. No so, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, it it's it is kind of surprising if you think about it from the exclusive standpoint that this only came yeah. out on a PlayStation console. I mean, what is the, the last game to probably compete with that would have been the Batman Arkham games, which are cross platform. Uh, it would have been the only game. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really recall other really massively successful superhero games in the last 10 years, but I mean, hats Superman off for Nintendo 64. Instant classic. Right. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> um, moving on to the next story. Epic games continues to march along on the quest to become an absolute cash pile by announcing official Fortnite merch is now available on their online store, aptly named retail row after one of the points of interest in game. The shop features a Der Burger onesie available for pre-order now, which will ship later this month, as well as shirts featuring DJ Yonder, Drift, Bush, Skull Trooper, and more, all available right now. Austin, you are the resident Fortnite expert. I have to know, what's your take on the merch so far, and how long until I see you in a Der Burger onesie? Well, that first off, yeah, uh, Der Burger onesie, you know, was pre-ordered day one. Um <laughs> It ships on the 14th, I think, is when they start shipping stuff out. My uh, dude. So as Did soon really as it gets here. It? No, I didn't. I. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a pretty unique um, piece of merch, especially since it, it mimics the one in uh, the skin. Mm-hmm. On this, yeah. This season's battle pass. Yeah. So um, no, I think it's cool. They did actually technically have official merch, I think, is through Amazon originally. Yeah. Um, I saw some Amazon shit at Target, too. They had like, uh, or whatever. yeah, there's some stuff at Target last time I was in there too for Christmas shopping. They had like a tilted tower shirt and like some other shit. I was going to send a picture of it to you, but it looked like it was actually for children. So, yeah. So <laughs> here, here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. A lot of the, I mean, not to discourage anybody who wears gaming merch. Um, you know, I, I love to rep the stuff I like, you know, yeah. more than anybody else. Um, but I, I just feel like the way that a lot of companies choose to do like their graphic tees mm-hmm. are like just too in your face. Like they all kind of look kid like, even they the ones that are on there for children. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. Even on their uh, the one the stuff that they're you know hosting now on the website you mentioned is it's just kind of like a giant graphic on the front and like a weird colored mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, it's just it's nothing it's just that I'd really wear. No, I, like, I agree. <laughs> which is unfortunate because as much as I do love this game and like have no shame in loving the game, yeah. like no, I, I wish that they would do. Passion. No, it's for real. Like you guys know. It's true. It's true. Outside of gaming, my like probably next biggest passion is like shoes and streetwear and, and fashion. Yeah. So it's like I, I would love to wear something where there's some sort of a crossover like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, even streamer merch is kind of it's kind of outlandish. Kind, like, kind of okay, yeah. like think about it though. Think about this. How cool would it be to have somebody really take that serious? Like, I, I think about it all the time. Like, legitimate. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you do. No, no, no. I'm I'm totally sure you do. I feel like you'd be someone that's perfect for that. But I'm just Here. saying, like, how, like, dude, could you imagine like actual thought that went into making some really really cool, um, stylish clothes that like adults, like more older people could wear and like it looked 
you, you you know you drip that you're fit drip yeah. dude like think about that like mm-hmm. here's the way to instantly make any one of these shirts pretty much per, like instantly 100% more wearable take the graphic that's on the front put it on the back and then just put like a tiny little Fortnite hit on the like where a pocket would be yeah that would be yeah. like, so much better just clean it, literally every single one of these i would probably wear if it was a back print instead of straight like smack yeah. dab in the middle of my chest you instantly yeah. go yeah. from a 13 year old to a 23 year old there you go damn somebody so, pitch it hire i'm me sure i'm sure there's going to be more stuff too and and hopefully it's geared towards a little bit older audience I think this first drop, they just want to make sure they can capitalize on every single 13-year-old yeah. that's playing right now that yeah, no, absolutely no. will buy like five of those shirts. But yeah, they, they need to like scale back on some of the loudness of the shirts and like yeah. make them a little bit more like palatable. Like the cleanest one is just the black tee with the purple Fortnite. Like that's the only one I could imagine myself wearing. Mm-hmm. But even yeah. still, they didn't just have like a plain black and white. Like. Her- Right. There's got to be like a weird quirk to everything. So I don't know. Yeah. Or like that's, the that's Fortnite logo looks all goofy. Or mm-hmm. I don't doubt that they'll sell, you know, 100,000 oh, sure. units. Yeah. Fine. But anyway. They're, uh, they're actually surprisingly not as expensive as I would have thought. Besides the onesie, which is 70 bucks. All the other shirts are like 25 bucks, which is not, that's like not bad. So, but yeah, they need to. If it has the buttons stuff. to go potty, then it's lit. <laughs> Potty buttons, <laughs> potty buttons, bro. Hey, That's notice what we're gonna how they call don't it. show the butt on on any of the pictures, so it very well could be. They're just trying to keep that like a secret for when you get it. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I was gonna say something. We're not gonna say anything. We're not gonna say <laughs> just gonna keep moving. All right, all right. Let's move into our feature discussion for the week. So uh, it was clearly a light news week um, as we kick off the new year. But moving forward. Um, we're moved to our review of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. So earlier this year, Nintendo surprised everyone with a teaser for a new Super Smash Brothers game at E3 with what was cleverly disguised as an ad for Splatoon 2, but actually turned out to be the Inklings joining the fight. They then proceeded to give us trailers for longtime fan requests, Ridley and King K. Rule, and surprised many others by adding in Simon Belmont from the Castlevania series, Isabel from the Animal Crossing series, and Incineroar from the Pokemon franchise, amongst others. I think they caught everyone by surprise when they announced that all the fighters would return from every Smash Brothers game to this one, and we ended up with a roster of over 70 playable characters. So the first question I want to ask you guys, what's your thoughts on the overall final roster? Nuts. <laughs> For nuts. real, dude, it's nuts. Look at how... It, it really I, is. I, so I just want to say real quick, like I've had, I'm easily the most inexperienced with this... With this smash specifically because i i barely started playing it but like i was with um i was with daniel the other night at his house and he he doesn't even have all the characters unlocked and i was literally just like sitting at the screen like there's so many characters on the screen it's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah absolutely ridiculous so yeah, yeah I, I i think it's nuts austin what were your thoughts um i mean like you said uh they brought all the the OG characters from every other game back added some new, uh, like longtime fan requests. Um, I know when I saw King K. Rule, that was when I was like, I'm getting this game. I remember yeah. telling you that and you being surprised that that's what won me over. But <laughs> well, this is coming from the guy who bought a Switch for Mario Tennis Aces, which Listen. is like such a B level game. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> so both, uh, 
Donkey Kong as a franchise. Um, and, uh, Mario Tennis as a franchise are very nostalgic to me and like very near and dear to my heart. Uh, That's all right. Donkey Kong 64 and Mario Tennis 64 are like, were two of my most played games from that uh, generation. And so, um, I don't know, soft spot in my heart for both of those. But anyway, as far as the. uh, I love Mario sports games, dude. Honestly, I mean, I picked up Aces Day One, too. It's no. No surprise for that. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fanboy for just all Nintendo shit, so I'm I'm I can't really speak. I just didn't buy my Switch for that console or for that game. <laughs> I will say that this is probably kind of like a hack bit at this point, but I am slightly upset that there is no Waluigi to be found um, on on Smash. On Smash, yeah, yeah. I, I mean the the trophy, cool. Yeah, but um, I feel like. Why hold out? Like, what service are they doing? By they're just by not... they're just drumming up hype so everybody can get excited when it actually happens. But I don't know, man. At this point, I I honestly I don't think it will. I don't think they're gonna put him in there. I don't I don't really think he's that interesting of a character. He's like a great meme, but like as a character that you already have Mario, Luigi, <sighs> Wa- Wario in there. Like, what's Waluigi gonna do? Maybe like take out a tennis racket and swing it around maybe why not i mean but doesn't daisy or peach do that already i don't know i just feel like he's uh he doesn't have any like characteristics that really set him apart i mean is that Luigi's got, like yeah like luigi's got his uh his like vacuum from uh, luigi's mansion in this now which is cool so he feels a little bit more uh different than mario's moveset uh wario's obviously like his own thing so he's got right. his own moveset but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be angry if they added him in there. I just don't know how they would make him original or feel like not just another like shit tier character, you know? Well, listen, they have like 12 Fire Emblem characters. I'm sure they could figure <laughs> out a way to make uh, Luigi, straight up, Luigi relevant. I'm so I'm I'm still so confused with all the Fire Emblem characters. Like every iteration of Smash, they've added more and more. And like I could handle it at first when it was a few and then it got to like four and I was like, all right, you know, I'm I'm okay with this. Now there's like eight or nine or something crazy, and I I'm I'm over it. No more Fire Emblem, please. I can't. I will say, uh, speaking of Fire Emblem, uh, Corin is a surprisingly like interesting and fun character to play. Yeah, uh, she's the one with the dragon. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I've had a lot of fun figuring out her her move set. It's mm-hmm. definitely like kind of. Sort of feels like other characters, but also it feels like kind of a mashup of multiple different ones with a couple of interesting, unique quirks. Yeah. Uh, so that like, was a welcome like her, addition. Yeah, her opinion. projectile, like the dragon fire shot or whatever it does is pretty sick. Um, another character that I actually have found that I like a lot more this time around is Robin, who's the one that has like the weird uh, uh, Levin sword that's like jagged looking. He does like magic too. He holds a little book. Right. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> You're a wizard, honey. <laughs> uh, I think Robin was in uh, Smash 4 on Wii U and 3DS. And like I, I messed around with him, but I didn't really like gravitate towards him. But I was playing him a little bit more in this one. I was like, I kind of like that moveset because there's, there's like the whole aspect of you only have a limited amount of magic or whatever that you can use on that bar. You have to kind of manage that, but also. He has other attacks too with the sword. So 
feels good. Um, all of the other Fire Emblem characters, people love them, but I just I can't get into them. I will say though, uh, unlocking characters in this game is a process, and at first I was down for it because I, you know, growing up with like melee and everything, and um, the older games, unlocking characters was like a super fun moment because the roster wasn't so big. It felt like, oh my gosh, this is like a, a little event taking on this new character and then adding them to your roster. Having to do that, uh, what was it, like 60 some odd times kind of wore out its welcome for me after a while. And I just wish there was a quicker way. Um, it, I think they could have <laughs> done maybe like groups of three would have been nice. You know, have three of them come at you, maybe a little bit less powerful. So you can kind of try and clean up and get the roster filled out quickly especially with this game coming out around the holidays, family, friends, and everybody's over. You want to have that full roster unlocked or at least people that are uh, familiar with their characters and not have to be limited to whatever you have unlocked so far. I do like that there's a few different ways to do it. Like, yeah. You don't have to... Like, There's not a specific criteria that you have to do to get each character. Mm -hmm. um, like some of the older games like you had to do a specific thing to have access to this new yeah. fighter so yeah i remember that um I, I like that you can kind of choose the way that you go about it and kind of still make progress regardless of how you feel like playing the game yeah but i do agree um sort of my main goal since getting the game has been to unlock as many characters at least that i care about playing yeah um as possible and um you know so sometimes it's felt like a grind to get there mm -hmm. i feel like that's everybody's goal don't you think besides maybe doing like the world of light yeah i mean and that is probably the longest way to unlock Definitely. everybody yes you can um, even argue that that's like um no but like doing the normal way of unlocking them but you yeah. can even argue that unlocking the characters is kind of you playing smash like that's what your actual time played into the game is is like achieving you know what i mean sure yeah that's, but that's I like also... you experiencing smash i'm not saying i agree yeah, with yeah. It, but no, i don't like no. how long it's going to take me to get all those characters but right i think i think what's frustrating is you see all these shiny new characters that they've announced yeah. and you don't know when you're going to be able to play them until potentially yeah. hours into the game and yeah. it, it gets frustrating when you're trying to go for a specific character and there's there is an unlock order that's online you can kind of find that and see what characters will unlock in what order from playing specific modes. So you can kind of start to get towards what you want to unlock, but just going at it and playing as a, somebody who doesn't go on websites or check, uh, but the uh, thing guides is, like, I feel like, I feel like when they're, I always feel like whenever it involves you having to look it up to find out like, Oh, this is going to unlock this. I always feel like it takes it. It always takes a piece of the magic away, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for because sure. Now you have to like go figure. Okay, well, now I need to do this in order to do that, and then it's become it's going to become more. Yeah, and right. I think that's it's nice that they didn't have those like specific requirements, like Austin was saying back in the old games. You know, for Luigi, you yeah. had to like go through and play classic mode without dying or something, and Luigi would pop at the end. And there's a specific unlock methods for each character that were cool. Uh, and at first with this one, I was like, oh, it's kind of a bummer that they don't have these like really cool, unique secret ways to unlock these characters. <laughs> but just... then you realize how many. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. After like 20, I was like, thank God they don't. I'm just trying to get through this as quickly as possible. I'm sure somebody honestly was at the table like, yo, we cannot do this. 
There's oh, yeah. too many people. There's way too many. And and it makes sense. A lot of the design decisions that they made here, not having like a individual uh, break the targets or all of those like old bonus modes. Each character used to have like their own specific stage. I get why they didn't do that and why they took a lot of those modes out. It's just too much to do. But uh, yeah. this what's the trade-off, you know? I think I'd rather have the bigger roster anyway. I think it's, anyway, a, good, it's so. a better trade-off, but for yeah. sure, dude. So as far as DLC goes, we know so far that Joker is coming first and he's uh, from Persona 5. He'll be the first fighter. Uh, that still leaves four fighters that we don't have any idea about. Do you guys uh, have any guesses as to who we might see on those last four character reveals? Hmm. I really don't know who they could do or who, who they I, could do. I'm at, at this point, after seeing Joker for the first one, like I legitimately have no idea um originally right yeah no i for sure can't because persona 5 at the moment is a playstation 4 exclusive game uh why that's coming to the switch i have no idea i know nintendo has a a good relationship with atlas the developer so maybe there's some history there a lot of people are speculating persona 5 might be coming to switch uh i know they just teased uh, persona 5 r I really, honestly, if it does, I'm rebuying the shit out of that game because I did oh, not that'd be finish perfect it. For me. Bro, I didn't finish it on PS4 because it's such a commitment of a game. Yeah. Uh, but having it on the go, I think would be perfect. It would be uh, perfect, yeah. Uh, the first one I got into for the franchise was <clears throat> Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. And uh, that game was perfect because you could take it wherever, pop in, play a little bit, put it away. And that game lends so well for jumping in and out because you kind of play through like, a day basically you know going to school meet up with your friends whatever so you you can really go and play in small spurts so i i think that this is uh signaling that that game will come to switch hopefully otherwise i really don't know why they made this decision but that being said i mean the the last four fighters um sakurai the developer or the uh, director excuse me of smash said that they've all been uh chosen by nintendo already so Initially, people were like, what does that mean? Are we going to get like some shitty King Boo and like all these throwaway Mario characters? But they're showing that they are going to surprise us with these. So let's say, so let's say like all cards on the table, right? Like who cares? Like who knows what the, what other franchises somebody might be coming from? Yeah. What's a franchise that would, that you'd like to see? It doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, my favorite franchise is this. I want Master Chief. Me. Yeah, I mean, Master Chief, they, <laughs> Nintendo and, and Microsoft have been playing nice lately. It's very possible. That would be an interesting character to see what's, in there. What's something that in the same vein of like Persona, like it's surprising you, but it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like what's the franchise you think would be surprising to see somebody come from yet? Also, you're like, oh, that's rad. I'm down for this. Hmm. It's great when you think about it. It's like, man, there's there's so many things that could happen. I at this point. There's, I, I mean, there's just so much. For, essentially. Oh my gosh. I, I think mean, it'd be cool since they have uh, Street Fighter characters. Maybe have a Mortal Kombat that character in there. Cool. I know it's not really, it's um, like main you know, obviously character. Mortal Kombat's a little bit more graphic. Yeah. But, um, you know, on, correct me if I'm wrong. GameCube had a a Mortal Kombat game. Uh, yeah. Well, they had yeah, them. They did. Yeah. They've they've had Mortal Kombat. Uh, I mean, back, since Super since Nintendo. Nintendo, but they yeah. had that sweat mode turned on, so there was no blood. Just turn yeah. sweat mode back on. I'm fine with that. Easy. Yeah. I'll get Sub Zero sure in there, bro. Sub Zero would be so dope. Much. And a little whoopsie uh, trophy. 
Oh, mm-hmm. dude, yes. <laughs> toasty. Yeah, toast popping in on the side. That would be so good. Man, I actually would need to think about this because I was. I know they put. I know this is like an obvious one. Just throwing it out there because I feel like it should be said. I know he was already in like the PlayStation version, but dude, if you put the new the new Kratos in there, I would literally lose. Oh my shit, mind. that would be I insane. I would literally lose my mind. Even I think... you can even twist it and say he just uses his he just uses the Leviathan axe. He doesn't even yeah. use the, the blades. The chains, yeah. Uh, I think there's a zero chance that would happen, but it would no, be for sure. insane for sure. if it did. Uh, you know who would be sick and I think would actually fit very well with the roster? Uh, do you guys remember the game Beautiful Joe? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually been saying that for a long time. Oh, uh, shit. That would he would be, be so perfect. Sick. Yeah, he He'd would be fit the aesthetic. And man, if they... Spyro? Spyro would be fun. I mean, everybody wants Crash. I think that seems like I, a yeah, potential. I was that one because I feel like everyone. Yeah, talks about I mean, because he's you know the the trilogy's on there. They got the kart racer coming back this year. I, yeah. I think Crash is like if there's a shoe in character, almost I I think Crash is the like closest to it. Um, but the it one is character I really wanted. I know for sure will never be in it because he's one of the he's one of the um he's like in the map or whatever shovel knight. Not in the map. He's like oh. in. Yeah, he's, like he's, an he's an assist trophy. Assist trophy. Yeah. yeah, he was I mean, like one it's... of the main characters. I was like, oh, that'd be so sweet. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, they made a, a a shovel knight amiibo, so I'm, I mean, clearly they're they have they a like good him. relationship with the developer. Yeah, I know it's kind of a bummer. I felt like shovel knight was almost a guarantee to be come in this game as a fighter. Yeah, and like Bomberman too. The fact that they made him an assist trophy is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. So basically, anybody who's already exists as a assist trophy is off the i can kind of feel like it would happen is maybe like, they considered them and they're like yeah. oh we can't but we want them involved in some way shape or form and that was their way of doing it. yeah maybe i mean his, his story... their moveset enough yeah it's possible i mean uh in, in it's cool to see them pre- in the game regardless yeah for sure I'm, I'm happy to have them there than not at all but uh yeah traditionally if they've been assist trophies that kind of rules them out as a fighter but who knows i mean it's there's not like a a set in stone rules for all this shit they can do whatever they want um i think a character that would be cool to see would be banjo kazooie i think that's been like a character that a lot of people have been perfect asking for too i think that'd be kind of a cool move set and the fact that it's kind of a uh has history with nintendo consoles back on n64 be kind of cool to see those guys again they just totally like don't even put banjo kazooie they put in the new uh the ukulele oh shit ukulele, ukulele? <laughs> and that would Benjamin? be actual shit that would be disrespect that would be yeah i would be <laughs> that would be actual i would ask for a refund on that fucking dlc that i paid for i'd be like excuse me uh i don't want this in here please not no hate to 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 the ukulele game i'm not saying that it's just funny to think about about them doing that <laughs> you know what would be really funny is if they put four more fire emblem characters in there that would be oh, the ultimate my dream goodness gracious <laughs> Um, so moving on, what about the included game modes that they have for ultimate? What are you guys thoughts on classic mode, the different, uh, hundred man mode, all that classic stuff. I haven't uh, played enough to really, um, give my response besides just like classic mode. So awesome. Yeah. Take it away. Um, you know, aside from just, uh, being able to go into smash and change all the rules and stuff, Ooh, what the heck? um, classic mode is a lot of fun. I I played quite a bit of classic mode mm-hmm. um because that was 
the quickest way that I knew of initially to unlock characters. And one yeah. of the ways you could kind of, uh, like you mentioned earlier, the sort of, um, like the order in which you unlock characters. So I kind of yeah. jump around and, and pick the ones that I sort of wanted to get next or focused mm-hmm. on a certain tree to get the characters that I cared about. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I like that it's unique to each character. That's awesome. Uh, and it sort of, yeah, yeah, it sort of tells a story. Um, uh, I will say I don't really enjoy, or I guess here's the one thing. I think that they could have maybe made it more unique per character if the little bonus game in the middle, the like race to the finish was yeah. different for each character. Yeah. I think like that would kind of bring that, um, that sort of like break the targets type thing mm-hmm. back into it. Where yeah. like, let's say to get all of the the little coins on screen, like you would have to do a specific move from the character. Mm-hmm. And it give you more incentive to actually play through it instead of just jumping into the black hole to get past it. Yeah, it's, it's that's like, the only thing that I wish wasn't the same, in the classic mode. Yeah, it's, it's kind the of same just... route every single time. Yeah, like, there's exactly. No, there's no, there's nothing fresh about it after you do it once. Right. So, but aside from that, um, classic mode I've found to be uh, a lot of fun. It, it's it's kind of what I look for in in like single player Smash, I guess. Yeah, and the what are your thoughts on having like uh, specific bosses at the end of some of those runs that are iconic I was for those characters? Actually, really caught off guard uh, the first couple um, that I played. I think Mario mm-hmm. might have been the first character I played classic mode with naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um and on the final fight you you fight Bowser and then it's like okay cool like Bowser and then I beat him like super fast and I was like that's that was really <laughs> it. And then Giga Bowser comes out of nowhere with like a giant health bar and you're like oh crap like this is awesome. Yeah. Uh I mean that was the first exposure I had to classic mode so I kind mm-hmm. of you know understood that that would be happening off the bat I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um I, I really, I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, it was still a cool surprise, and uh, there's, there's quite a few characters that I, I, I mean, most of the roster I have not finished classic mode with. So, um, but it's cool to see which characters do get those special fights at the end, and mm-hmm. which ones just kind of get like master hand or whatever at the end. Yeah, more generic. Yeah, I, I, I do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, actually, two little things. Um, there's some that like you have master hand. Uh, just like kind of vanilla master hand, yeah. and then there were some where you had like two instances of master hand. Like yeah. there's two of them on the screen at the same time, and it's like what? Like crazy hand, master hand, and crazy hand. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The other, um, so one of them's like the left hand, and then master hand I think is the right hand. Crazy hand's okay. the one with like the go. fingers that are all moving like, like an crazy like hand. It's just moving. a foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then uh, I thought it was cool how when you play through with Link, um, obviously. Well, not obviously, but one of the the special boss fight at the end is Ganon, mm-hmm. um, and I actually found it really hard to beat Ganon as Link um, because he doesn't really have like a ranged attack that could get behind to hit yeah. his tail. Like that's the only way to damage him; mm-hmm. you hit his tail. And then uh, I played through as Zelda, and with her, I think it's side B where she uh, sends out that like projectile. Yeah. It kind of like phases right through him and then gets to his tail. Oh, nice. So it's like, it's, 
even even in that like it's the same boss but the fight feels way different yeah so um i don't know i i've been like i said i've been really happy with the the classic mode and it didn't feel like a grind to do it even though i mm-hmm. was kind of grinding to get those characters it's kind of yeah. cheeky that uh like for link it's a little bit harder to fight him right yeah Dude, he whooped my ass the it's first Whether fitting. that's intentional or not. It's, it's, yeah. it's super fitting to the whole. Yeah, game. it makes yeah. sense. And it's his arch enemy. Right? Yeah. I The first time I played through his Link and got to Ganon, uh, I didn't write. So I full disclosure, I never finished Ocarina of Time. So I don't know the mechanics of the Ganon fight. No so I didn't realize that. I, that's fine. I, I'm like, it's not a big secret that I'm not a huge Zelda fan. Um but I, I uh, was trying to fight him and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm smacking this guy in the face. He's not, his health bar hasn't changed. And yep. I saw his tails like lit up yellow, but I didn't like realize, oh shit, you got to only hit the tail. You Once I realized that it, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was done deal. But the first time I went through, I was like, what am I doing wrong? I'm actually getting pissed at this game right now. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's cool that they have those, uh, those bosses. They appear in world of light as well as like dungeon bosses. So you, if you don't play through them and see them in classic mode, they'll appear in World of Light. You'll get to see them one way or the other, which is kind of cool. Uh, speaking of World of Light, the uh, single-player adventure mode has been met with mixed reviews from people. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on what you've played so far of World of Light? Again, Austin, have fun, brother. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I will say I'm a little bit uh, cooler on this mode. Um, mm-hmm. I started to go through it um you know starting with only one character available to you kirby mm-hmm. um i think obviously it kind of it, it it makes it put it puts you on a journey to play through um so you, even if you have other characters unlocked like from the roster mm-hmm. it it makes you start only as kirby so yeah. <clears throat> and then the way that you travel around the map and the way like the path that you choose to proceed through like gives you different characters that you're able to fight as. So I do appreciate like the thought that went into it um from that perspective and like kind of you know taking you along on uh more of a story um mm-hmm. than just like fighting wave after wave of character. Yeah. But um I guess just that type of gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It didn't draw me in much initially. I did play about probably four or five hours, like right off the jump, mm-hmm. um, and played a fair bit. Um, yeah. But then I was like, I just want to unlock more characters. There's got to mm-hmm. be a faster way. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, I I appreciate it for what it is. I guess. But um, I will say I haven't really gone back since that initial mm-hmm. sitting of, of playthrough. Yeah. Um, yeah. If anything, I mean, it sounds like that kind of normal. It, it, I feel like it happens with every fighting game. It's like, how do you make a successful like, like single player mode? Yeah. Yeah. Without it just being just this repetitive just just repetitive you know fight again fight again and then try to add a narrative to it it's it's difficult man it's not oh yeah and i and i I do think it's cool that they try to be a little bit more creative uh, yeah i'll be honest uh and just for a disclosure for anybody listening 
this upcoming section for World of Light is going to contain story spoilers. So if you don't want to listen to this part, skip past it. Uh, if you have not finished World of Light and you intend to, please skip past it. Um, if you don't care, if you're still here and you're with us, then uh, come along for this short ride. Um, so I played World of Light, uh, finished it. I got 100% completion in about 25 hours. So it did. It was meaty. It was a lot of shit. For sure, it's a full game. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it really, if I took a step back afterwards because I was like, I yeah. I finished it up, and I'm mostly positive on the experience. I think I overall, I would say I enjoyed it. Um, there was definitely a lot of times where it was very tedious, and it's definitely not a mode I recommend just going head first into and trying to just plow through. Uh, I found the best way to play World of Light was to pop in for a bit play a few um, events, pop out, go online, play there, play classic mode, go to the spirit board, play some of that. Just keep moving around the game because there are plenty of things to do to keep you entertained. You don't have to continue beating your head on the wall for World of Light, which I did for a lot of the time. And it felt very, very repetitive and frustrating a lot of times. Um, the first 10 or 15 hours uh, were good. They were enjoyable. I started to kind of feel the wear on it. And your your whole goal is to get to Galim, which is like the the whatever light thing that's in the trailer that that snaps everybody like uh, Thanos. Uh, you get to Galim, you fight Galim. It's a pretty easy fight. And then uh, there's a cut scene. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that was it. You know, I feel like I saw everybody online playing like 30, 40 hours to finish the game. I got here in 15 hours. Damn, I must have been pretty good, right? That's not the end. That's like halfway. And then uh, in typical nintendo fashion it opens up a dark version of the whole map so you have to go back and basically fight through more difficult fights Castlevania um, vibes. yeah dude for sure you go into this area called the dark realm um which i actually did enjoy the dark realm um if it didn't take so damn long to get there i think that part would have shined a lot better uh but the yeah. fact that you had to put in 15 hours just to get to that point uh is going to turn a lot of people off but, I don't even know if I'm going to ever experience it, to be frank. I mean, I don't blame you if you don't. It's definitely not for everybody. It's cool that it's there. And for me, I'm the kind of person that I generally like to collect a lot of shit in games. So like the aspect of collecting and getting these spirits were they were fun. Um, I also really like the um, creativity that they put into some of these, um, which we'll get to a little bit later. But there are some cool subsections of the map that you get to go through. So um, Austin, you mentioned that you're a Donkey Kong franchise fan. There's a part that you go to that's kind of like a little subsection of the map that you go into, and it's the entire World 1 map from Donkey Kong Country with the original that. soundtrack. It's the whole like little map you're going through, and each of those fights you're fighting um, original characters from Donkey Kong Country 1. They have all the music from that. It's, it's very, very cool. Uh, there's another part of the map that you go into that's like a Street Fighter area, where you're on the plane, you're like going across the map, going to the different areas. And each of those fights are like timed stamina matches. So it feels like it's a Street Fighter fight. Um, and then they've got like a Kirby's Dreamland area that's very cool as well. Um, so they do a really, there's like these small areas of it that are that really do a good job of of paying homage to these old franchises and really doing a good job doing them justice, making those fights feel um, unique and fresh. And then there's just all this shit slogged in the middle to get to those. So it's, I feel like this mode would have been a lot more a lot successful. 
yeah it's a lot of filler um i mean yeah if they cut out like 10 hours 15 hours like if they could trim world of light down to be 10 hours tops i think it would be fantastic i think it would have a lot better reception but the fact that you have to go through so much to get to the end and then find out you're not even halfway done is uh it's it's really like really deflating to get to that point so after you do beat uh galim and go into the dark realm um there are some excellent dungeons down there that you get to go to one of them is a as a 2d side scrolling version of uh dracula's castle from castlevania with a bunch of like those kind of themed enemies the music it's really really cool uh there's an area that's like legend of zelda uh, sacred land area which is really neat too um that you move through i enjoyed all of the stuff in the dark realm uh and then you go into like uh, a battle against uh this enemy called Darkon, which is basically like the dark version of a Galim. It's like another big entity or whatever that fights extremely easy. And then you go into this third area that goes even deeper and you're like, what the fuck? When is this thing going to end? It just doesn't end. Um, then you're on this map and you're just like having to go through a bunch more. And there, of course they save all of the really hard spirits for that part. So these are not like, Oh, you can just breeze through a lot of these fights are the four star uh, spirits. So they're going to take some time to get through. Um, but what's cool is after you get through all of that shit, the best part of, uh, of world of light happens, you get to play as master hand, which is one of the coolest things that I've ever gotten to do in the smash brothers franchise is playing as master hand. Um, you've got all of like the signature moves and stuff, and you have to wipe out every character on the entire roster. And it's very, very fun. Um, after that, there's like another final boss, which is basically like a boss rush so you're like doing a bunch of platforming which is kind of cool it's like the first time you've gotten to do like a vertical platforming kind of mission and you're fighting in between a little bit um and then you fight galim and Darkon at the same time um sorry after after you go through a boss rush so you fight all of the big bosses in the game uh dracula ganon uh rathalos like all those guys you have to fight those all back to back to back to back and then you fight the last two guys and then you're finally done with this shit so it's a slog fest um i i would i would say it's it, again it's not for everybody it, it's See, like it, all of that you stuff do that whole last hand. part as master hand what's that you do that entire whole last part as master hand no 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 you do the master uh, hand fight and then you get to pick you you basically do like a uh what do they call it in the in, where you pick the three characters there's mm-hmm. a like a team battle or something that you can do a separate yeah. smash mode, but you basically go into the final final fight with three characters. They have to be different. Um, so you basically have like th- each of those characters has one life. You have three <clears throat> three total lives, but three different characters, which is yeah, cool because then it forces you to play other characters if you've been like maining one. I pretty much exclusively used Donkey Kong through the entire World of Light. For some reason, I just found he was his ground pound was just a really. Yeah, I, I I feel like he just cleans up on most of those spirit fights. So if you're having trouble, try Donkey Kong, his little ground pound. Uh, I cheesed a lot of those fights with him and just like his big punch just whomped on a lot of people. But um, Austin, what were you going to ask? Oh, I was just, well, just on this last point that you're saying, I feel like when, because so much of it is a slog, like you're probably just trying to get like the easiest character to go through a bunch of it. Like yeah. So I understand why you would just kind of stick with DK and mm-hmm. just blast through a bunch a of it. Of but um, I was just going to say, like, the whole 
like that whole last part sounds like so much fun, but I'm just it not was, willing to put in no, the time to get I, there. I, I don't blame you. I honestly wish there was a way to skip a lot of that filler because there really is a fun like adventure mode experience underneath all of that. Again, like eight to 10 hours would have been prime for World of Light. But the fact that they... Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, do you have to clear the entire map to proceed to like the next areas? It sounds like... No. No, no, you don't. You okay, can so like yeah, you can kind no. of take like the easiest path there. Yeah, there's like did, there's did certain you things do that, or did you clear the whole map you, and you then go to the? the whole map I cleared the whole first part of the map minus a couple of fights that I couldn't get through. But I, I mean, I was having such a good time with it initially that I was like, oh man, this is fine. Like I'm just clearing everything out. Uh, and then once I got to the dark realm, the, like the second area, then I started just picking kind of the most direct path. Um because I was like, when is this going to end? This has got to be getting close, you know? And the, the frustrating yeah. part is you don't get an, uh, a percentage of completion until you actually complete the final, final boss. So you have no idea where you're at in relation to this overall map. And then it's just talking kind of about all the collectibles, basically, at that point. Yeah, I just went back through, and I because I, I finished my, like, I initially finished it at, like, 90 point something percent. So I was like damn, I'm actually close enough that I like cleanup isn't going to be that hard. And I think it only took me like, I don't know, three, three ish hours to just clean the rest of the map up and get through it. And by that point, you're so you you have like a little uh, skill graph that you can upgrade stuff on. And you're so OP by the end because you have like a triple jump for your character. You have like powered up smash moves. You have uh like everything dude like they 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 make your character so op in world of light near the end that a lot of the fights are just inherently easy because your character whichever you choose plus all the spirits that you have gathered through that time and leveled up like it's it really does make it easy i would hate to play through this without having the spirits like being able to equip those um but you know i mean overall again i think i come out of the experience more positive Feeling than positive negative about it yeah yeah like you wasted your time no i don't feel like i wasted my time because i i learned that i got really good with donkey kong and like if i need a backup main i could probably sure. just use donkey kong honestly the shittiest I... part sorry before i before you say this adrian the shittiest part about world of light after you finish it is that there's a new game plus mode of course <laughs> and i was like fuck you dude like <laughs> New Game Plus in general, like, just kind of it's blows my mind a, that people are a, about it. But I hate yeah, New Game Plus. I hate it. I hate I it. It's uh, hate there's it people so who live much. for that, man. That, there I mean, really is more there power really to you. Games like, like Dark that, Souls and and uh, you okay, know, those type like of things. People Souls, live for for. New I feel game like there Plus. are certain games where it works gorgeously, and I feel like Dark Souls and Blood, those two are very good at 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 that. They can make a clever case for it. I yeah. feel like other games, there's. It's just, just there like for the sake of being no there. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like the, the the thing is too though. I usually play games in a lot of ways in a lot of ways that that Matt does, where I try to do I try to one hundred percent that entire thing. So if I one hundred percent it, why am I going to want to go back? That whole point was so when I finished, I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I go I go out of the journey, you know, and 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 my I wash my like hands I did it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so weird to think about like going back. The only reason why I I, I actually really don't know. Uh, for the most part, I usually don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, 
part of the world of, excuse me, the world of light mode is revolving around spirits, right? So one of the big changes or, or additions to Smash Brothers Ultimate are spirits. And the idea is that they're these uh, possessed characters and you fight them to free their spirits, which then you can equip, you can train them, you can level them up. It adds this interesting RPG-like element to the game. Um, what's crazy is there's almost 1,300 unique spirits to collect in this game. Um, I know you guys aren't too keen on World of Light or haven't played too much of that, but the spirits mode is separate. You can play through the spirit board to unlock stuff. What are your guys' overall thoughts of just spirits in general, having those in Smash Brothers? That sounds tight. I feel like I could become an absolute unit. Because of it. <laughs> yeah. I I like, um, you know, sort of, again, like the inclusion of different themed fights because mm-hmm. of the uh, spirits. Yeah. I like the idea of getting to see characters that you'll never be able to play as in the game yeah. still. Right. And having, like, you know, seeing a familiar face or, you know, that sort of, like, vibe. Or mm-hmm. seeing that character's personality or vibe come through a different character um yeah because of that spirit that yeah. you're fighting against or whatever mm-hmm. how much does um, it really alter the character that you play as they're they're pretty mild i mean it, as far as like equipping them goes it's pretty mild but you can um different characters kind of complement each other so yeah. you can you can you I have like a primary sp- if it's like a weird like experiment table where you can kind of it, I mean, fuse, but you can like try something with this character and it could be a totally different outcome. And it's kind of, yeah, cool to think about, I, I mean, like on a certain level, there is some experimentation with the spirits. Cause you have a primary spirit who can have up to three slots that you can equip, like support <clears throat> characters into yeah. and, and like kind of build this specific fight style that you want. Um, that sounds there, fun. there's, I mean, really overall, I think the spirits addition um is very cool i think it's uh it, it did replace trophies which were like kind of my favorite part of smash in the past was just seeing this this history of gaming and nintendo and having these 3d characters yeah. essentially that you could collect and, and it just kind of added like again i like collecting shit in games it added a collection aspect this adds that to like the nth degree with 1300 of these things to collect um and a lot of them you don't have to go through fights you can like use the currency that you get in game for playing to buy them in like a little in-store shop thing and um so they're not all fight related but uh i think at this point i've got about 800 spirits and most of those have come from yeah most of those have come from world of light i think uh there's about 550 that you get just in world of light so you know trust me i didn't go out and do 800 well, I guess mm-hmm. I did almost do 800 fights, but in a sense, you technically did. Yeah, I, a lot of them. Maybe I'm... thinking about it like that. Yeah, but well, uh, looking at like tw- what did you say, 20 hours or so? Like, yeah, tw- yeah that's 25. Yeah, that's, that's 800 fights easy. I mean, it it was most of them are True, from man. fights. There's probably about a hundred of those that were purchased on like the little store thing. Um, but after 800 spirits at this point, I'm like burnt out, dude. I I don't feel like. Uh, I have any interest to go at least in the moment. Maybe oh, after, after, yeah, after it wears off a bit, maybe I'll go back after I like. I'm still like recovering from World of Light. I feel like so some of the fights I actually found uh, a very clever. One of them that stuck out to me was the when you're fighting the Red Pikmin spirit. It's a bunch of tiny incineroars that are just running around the stage with the floor on fire. Uh, the Funky Kong spirit fight is cool. Uh, he's Captain Falcon is supposed to be Funky Kong. 
and you're fighting uh, with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. And the item that just drops repeatedly throughout the entire fight is a bullet bill. So everyone's just getting into the bullet bill, flying across the screen. It's supposed to kind of simulate Funky Kong on the surfboard. Uh, There's a fight with Magneton, the Pokemon, and it's just three metal Pac-Man that stay really close to each other the whole fight. So it's kind of supposed to seem like you're fighting Magneton. It just looks like Yeah. So um, uh, a lot of the enemies that you're fighting, they favor specific attacks to mimic the spirit that they're supposed to represent. Um, Back in the last Direct, uh, Sakurai was talking about the spirit mode and basically said, you know, we're not giving a true story mode like in, in previous games where the subspace emissary where there's more of like a an actual narrative we're gonna kind of start the story for you with that cool trailer and the rest is just up to your imagination and i thought okay that's kind of silly i you know i'm not five years old anymore i don't really know how much i can use my imagination turns out quite a bit actually if you if you really uh imagine that these fights are against those characters they do a pretty damn good job on a lot of these fights making you feel like you're actually fighting that character instead of uh you know, a, a character from the Smash roster dressed up or using a specific move. It actually, yeah, they do a good job of of kind of keeping their likeness. Um, At the very least, you can kind of like see what they did. Yeah. There. You know, like it's like there, there was definitely thought put into them. It, it just the limited time that mm-hmm. I played it. I was like, okay, this is cool. Like it does kind of feel like I'm, I'm fighting against yeah. this person or at least the quote unquote spirit of that yeah. person i mean and and so. i don't expect them to make unique fights for 1300 characters that are all a plus fights i mean there's a good right. maybe that's almost yeah there's fast. probably 50 really really good unique fights in the entire pool of spirits which sucks when you compare it to that amount but i mean a lot of these characters are throwaway they're very like you know they they you you get the fight done and you're on to the next one. A lot of the really, really cool characters do have really cool iconic fights too. So I think they did a good job. It's, I mean, at this point, it's a huge upgrade over just trophies in my opinion because you have a bit more interactivity. You can equip them to your character and level them up. And some of them, uh, when they reach max level, you can enhance them and they turn into like a different form. Um, sometimes a completely different character that's along the same line. So there's some cool Easter eggs thrown in there um they've added spirit board events uh recently starting with characters that have glasses were featured a lot more heavily the fire emblem characters were featured heavily for a while they had mario party items around christmas time and now i saw they're adding retro characters um so they're adding more spirits into the game still i mean it just came out so it's not like a a huge deal but if they continue to do this i think that's cool that they're still supporting it on a you know weekly or bi-weekly basis for me it's not enough to keep me going back just because i'm a little burnt out on the spirits now but um it's it's cool that they're keeping support with it so quickly yeah you know uh i do i think you definitely got your time out oh, of for it sure. and then for those who like were left wanting more there's there's more there people who want just like a different experience mm-hmm. yeah it is cool that they're like adding themes in yeah. that way. I mean, the, one of my favorite yeah. uh, parts of Super Smash Brothers games in the past was just the event mode. I thought those fights were so cool how they, I mean, you know, paired different characters up and made it feel like you're fighting a specific set or theme or whatever. 
this takes it to the next level because they really have a lot more tools at their disposal now, especially with a lot of uh, the me outfits. They can actually dress up and truly look like you're fighting that actual character uh, instead of something that's supposed to represent it. So uh, I, I think they did overall with spirits. I like them. Um, one gripe I have with the spirit board that you go to and and basically it's like a bunch of wanted posters that you can pick and choose fighting the characters. I don't like that you have to like shoot them with this little gun thing afterwards. There's like a rotating circle and you have to like time it up perfectly. That kind of bugs me because you you might have a, a tough fight against like a, a four star spirit and then completely just whiff out on the like gun part at the end, which feels really shitty because then you have to go back and it's randomized all these characters coming through. So you may not see that for it might just miss. Yeah, it I mean, you may not see it for months or however long. I don't know what the rotation is yeah. actually, but um, the other thing I wish that they had on the spirits themselves was a little bit more info of that character. I know that's probably asking a lot because there are so many more characters in here than there were trophies in the past. They they just give you like the game or game series that they're from, and that's it. So it's kind of like, eh, like I, I you know, a lot of these characters are so obscure. I have no idea who they are or what that game is like, give me a little bit more information, you know? Yeah. Do you think that, um, kind of like we said earlier, like characters that are already assist trophies, like it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be a playable character. Do you think that there might be spirits that are in the game that aren't yet a playable character that might become, so one? I you never know. Cause I mean like 1300, yeah. like I feel like that kind of covers just about every IP. Yeah. I, like I agree. That's a lot. Thought of <laughs> yeah. character. So I, I honestly, so opinion, they could have literally just made this crazy drawing board of all the characters they want to put, yeah. and they're like, okay, the ones that go that we aren't doing, mm -hmm. we're gonna put them in here. Yeah. So one of the characters that's still been like requested for a long time, it seems like forever since Melee, is uh, Gino from Super Smash. Uh, sorry, from Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. He's like a little puppet character. Um, he does have a spirit. It is a four star spirit. So I feel like they at least did him some justice there, making it a, a good fight for a good spirit. Um, but I mean, this is such a new thing. There is no precedent for spirits yeah. in the past and if they will or will not become a playable character. But if, if I were to make a guess, I think, yes, I mean, a lot of the spirits in the, in the pool of spirits are playable characters in other forms, like you know, they have like Rock Mario from Super Mario Galaxy or uh, Luigi yeah, in his yeah. Mario Tennis outfit. Like, you know, the characters are in some form in a spirit, but also playable. They may not be one for one identical, but uh, I think I think right. there's probably a couple Easter eggs in the spirit pool of characters that we may see become playable in the future. Who knows? Well, then also when you complete classic mode with a character yeah. you get their spirit right yes yeah you get like a uh yeah you get a spirit i don't i haven't actually gone back and equipped those i don't know if they're like primary or support or what their role is but you do get those sure. you do get like a, a spirit version of them um yeah one other huge collection aspect of this game so you've got 1300 spirits to collect you've also got music so sakurai made a point to show off the music section during one of the Nintendo Directs, claiming that there would be over 800 individual tracks to listen to, uh, most of which are unlocked from the beginning, but a lot of them are not. And uh, they just span the entire gaming industry, just like the Spirits 
Have you guys dipped into the music menu and, and seen what's in there? No, I have not, but we were talking about it that night. No. Um, it sounds absolutely insane. It's so sick that they included stuff from like every I love that. potential franchise you could consider, uh, it seems yeah. like. And it's just, it's, it's, it's not something I've like spent hours in personally, but it's cool to pop in there and just, uh, especially when, when you go into like the little in-game shop, you use the currency you get. Like there's songs that'll pop up in there too that you can buy. Um, and it's just crazy to see these these old songs from generations of games uh, and just hearing a specific song that you haven't heard in 20 years and just uh, the nostalgia that it sparks is crazy. Um, it's cool that you can make playlists and stuff. You can listen to the songs in the menu or in the online battle arena. So uh, you don't have to just stay in that in that one specific uh, menu, which is nice. Yeah, I thought um, it was pretty cool to to see that. Like one of my fondest memories as a youth was um, I went to the county fair with my family, and you know all the little like basically street fair like style booths with all the random yeah. looks you can buy. Um, yeah. There was a basically like little anime and like game shop thing, and they had a bunch of CDs with like game soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're like none of them are official. They're all like bootleg. But <laughs> I like this bootleg, uh, uh, Ocarina of Time, like soundtrack. Yeah. And it had like forty tracks on it or something. Some of them were just like the sound of opening a chest, yeah. or like, like just like the sound of, uh, uh, you know, the fairy um, pawns and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, like I listened to that soundtrack a lot like as a kid yeah um because although it's just like you know one of those beloved things at that time in my life Mm -hmm. and so like the idea of you know being able to basically relive that sort of experience um obviously in a much better (laughs) format like upgraded yeah thing and I, i even i remember in in uh the direct they talked about a lot of the songs being like re-recorded yeah they're like uh, they're yeah, like modern dude. they remix. like did everything Bro, all over again they're the it's the like orchestra, full orchestra oh my stuff oh, yeah it's so good they, they deserve so much so much credit yeah and i just love that they're they're just appreciating the art you know yeah. a lot more in on they're putting it on display yeah in a way that it should have always been realistically this is a true love letter well, to gaming this game honestly it's yeah. so it's so good yeah um I love it. yeah the fact that a lot of it's not even like you're not gonna encounter all those songs just by right. playing no yeah. like it, it's just there for you to go explore and it's like just there for the game. love of it mm-hmm. like and and kind of in a way like how else would they ever really do that you know like how else would they get all these beloved songs like into the hands of gamers like there's not albums on spotify or apple music that you nice can just for them to do this i stuff. checked like, there's not i was really sad but there's there's like no way yeah. like if if you because i've tried in the past to go find like legend of zelda soundtrack and the only only way you can really do that is you know pull like up a youtube, YouTube video right yeah yeah someone i i really uh, think i think it's more it's happening more and more where people are appreciating that to an extent that like they're trying to find it mm-hmm. you know what i mean i it's always been there i'm not saying that that's like anything new but i just feel like i hear about it so much now that i hope i hope in the future like that's what it's gonna 
push, you know, start putting these things on on music platforms because they deserve to be there. It's, in, you know, there's no reason why they shouldn't be there. Yeah, is is really in reality. If you have movie soundtracks on on um, music platforms mm-hmm. because it's music, you should easily have gaming soundtracks. Yeah, I I doubt that there's anybody that did this, but kind of like 800 individual tracks, like new recordings new orchestral arrangements for all these like beloved soundtracks <clears throat> like that's almost worth like the 60 dollars yeah, i thought about that cost, oh, no, like sure. just, yeah. just just to have that. a compilation of that that stuff plus if new they stuff, put out if they put out the whole direct from nintendo if they were to yeah. put the album out let's say we can call it an album it wouldn't it'd probably be like this insane thing but let's just call it that uh they put it on all the musical platforms i would not even if you had to go on itunes or something you couldn't stream it, whatever the case may be. Let's say we had to pay like a good amount. I don't see why it would not be worth it. Yeah. I mean, yep. Nintendo has put out soundtracks in the past, but they've been like special, like yeah. my Nintendo reward stuff. Um, yeah. Like there's been obscure ways to get them. I think I still have the um, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken, if that came out or maybe it was brawl i don't know there's something for like pre-ordering it or whatever you got that soundtrack but man if they just put that stuff out even not for they streaming should, just to purchase on itunes like they would make so much yeah. money right there even if it was to purchase yeah, yeah. And, and i know i i'm sure they've thought of like this has got to be an old an old argument yeah that all kinds of people have been name, saying for a long time i remember like the first time i really started getting into like like deep with um movie soundtracks and like gaming soundtracks mm-hmm. when I was like 15 or 16 and like I just started looking up all these soundtracks because I never really thought about it like that you don't think at least I didn't so I don't want to say that everybody else doesn't but I never thought about the music as its own art I just thought about it I just correlated it with the game which is of course what they want you to do but at yeah. the same time it should be appreciated as its own art right and I remember like when you block I remember when I one that always stuck with me and I still listen to it to this day um when i first bought bloodborne it's totally off topic but you get the you get the soundtrack with it really like it's just a separate download oh wow at least i did yeah and i was and i and i already loved the aesthetic of bloodborne all that stuff so i started listening to the soundtrack and i was so like blown away by it i always i listened to it on a basis i just have it like saved on my playstation i'll just like play it in the background that's cool i did it for for like two years yeah i would just listen to it like oh at least once every week it was so good yeah i feel Um, i feel like i mean especially now with with gaming becoming such a i mean not becoming it has become already such a huge medium for consuming uh these beautiful stories they have such mm -hmm. good music in these games I mean, why? And they why, should be yeah, why don't they put those out as a separate? You know, even just on Spotify yeah. or, or Apple Music, I would, I would love to just have that stuff in the background. Um, I was recently playing uh, about a month ago. I played The Messenger um, for on Nintendo Switch. This l- uh, yeah. cool little indie game, um, awesome soundtrack, so good. And I was like, man, I was uh, driving in the car, and I was like, had this one song from a level stuck in my head, and I was like, man, I wish this shit was on iTunes or on Apple Music. I looked it up and it was there, but it's because it was done by like an independent artist who like released it as his own thing, you know? Um, But man, having that at your fingertips is so cool because like, uh, you know, if you you can't play the game right there, but you still want to kind of like relive a moment or something, being able to pop into a soundtrack. I mean, that music invokes so much nostalgia. Um, I mean, I I, I think it's safe to say we all would love 
video game soundtracks. Um, moving on, Smash Brothers has always been about playing with friends and seeing who's really the best. Uh, we had a group over last month for my birthday. You guys were there to play, and we had about six or seven people playing at once, and it was chaotic. Uh, what do you guys think so far of the local multiplayer in Smash? So I can't say that's all I've been playing with it. <laughs> that's and fine. It's amazing. I, I that's love what it. the game's about. I, that, that's what I, yeah, because the funniest, like, when I think about it, all of the, I played every Smash. Yeah. Like, every single one all the memories that I have and remember are playing with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always. It's always been about the local play um, for me at least. And so it just kind of felt natural that I, you know, this new smash, I'd be playing it with all my friends mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, it's so fun. It, it easily is. It recaptures everything that you already know. with smash. It's, it's nothing, nothing new, but it, it feels so fresh at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can look at world of light spirits, classic mode all of these uh, different things that they've added or subtracted from Which the game nice yeah they're you know, you know nice touches but at, at the core of the series it's a fighting game it boils down to four you know four people duking it out or two people duking it out or eight people uh at the same time you know yeah. items on items off stage hazards whatever uh it's it's chaos that's what the series is known for and i think just as far as pure gameplay goes as far as just the smash brothers experience goes this is by far and away the best feeling one, in my opinion. Uh, just everything is so good. It's so much fun. The actual, when you get down in there and are fighting, nothing is mm -hmm. better than that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I played, uh, you know, every Smash entry to date, and all of them have been in person with friends. This is actually the first one I've ever purchased mm -hmm. my own because I've always always playing at a friend's house or at a yeah, party or whatever. Yeah. And that is like like you said, kind of the true like Smash is experience Smash. is having a bunch of dudes on the couch just, you know, screaming yeah. at each other and <laughs> and it's uh I wouldn't have it any mm -hmm. other way. Um I, I love that you can get up to eight players. Like what other game can you do that? Right. With? Yeah. Like I mean, what other game many. can you play couch? Yeah. Not co-op, but couch gameplay with eight players like everyone has their own yeah. controller. Like there's very little else um that can capture right. that and have it be fun and mm -hmm. engaging. It's a very small loop, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. And I th I think it's it's great. Um definitely my my favorite part of it is is playing with others mm -hmm. which is part of part of the reason why i wanted to unlock all the characters so then you have that choice like whenever someone's over it's like you have the character yeah. they want it's yeah. almost like uh you're required to do that you know if you if you're gonna play with yeah. other people because you don't know who who everybody's main is gonna be um so it's it's like mm -hmm. this weird like added pressure when you first get the game especially if you're gonna have friends over um that's why i was like just avidly trying to get everybody before you guys came over uh, so we can get as much as possible. And we had like not even half the roster at that point, which is just crazy. But uh, well, what was really cool was like because I had my switch mm -hmm. over there and we did like the local um, yeah. like wireless mm -hmm. multiplayer. I was playing on mine. With he, and with so like character. if yeah. I had. Yeah. So I had access to my character roster and then everybody else who was playing on yours had your character roster. So really, you know, if you're just a couple people have the switch which is part of the beauty of the the switch mm -hmm. platform is like it's yeah. portable like you can have 
that sort of couch experience anywhere. Yeah. Like with the characters that you want, if you have your system. Yeah, and that, that's a good know. point. the The local wireless is so underrated. Uh, I first experienced this when I played uh, Diablo Three. Um, they have local wireless built into that as well. So, uh, what's beautiful about that is you don't need to be on Wi Fi to play local wireless. You can be outside at a park with people and be playing uh, Smash Brothers together. The the switches just make their own ad hoc network with each other and link up and it's it's seamless, Art. dude. I love it. Um, the 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 bad online is the actual Wi-Fi online so far. Um, I know we've played uh, a bit Austin and the battle arenas with a, a group of friends and that was overall a pretty good experience. Um, setting up the yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. bad. There's a little lag here and there, but for the most part, I think the online. Uh, battle arena stuff with your friends in a private party works well um the chat we ended up just using discord we tried the nintendo switch online app which was a mess of course it's just not very seamless or easy to get into for everybody so we ended up moving over to discord and that worked out well but um have any of you guys played just regular quick play online at this point no i'm afraid to yeah that's that's I, I really all I. Yeah. <laughs> so I I, I I know this is an easy game to get some like mad salt players. Oh, but for sure. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. it's definitely my goal. This game is to really like, really really try to get into quick. Play. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's it's easy to jump in and actually find a match. Like the the process of getting online is fine. It's it's not crazy. You don't have to jump through hoops. Like it's literally online quick play solo go you're in it finds matches for you it's nice because if you do quick play you basically are just going to get paired up you know you might be doing team battles you might be doing one-on-one you might be doing you know free-for-all items on items off um it's all randomized you can set up your own preferred rules but then you limit the amount of people that you get matched up against the wait times could be longer etc um but so far um my experience with online has been pretty poor uh, as the rest of the internet has made very aware, uh, online is is in a bad place right now, which is frustrating because this is now a paid online service with Nintendo Switch Online. Um, I, I think everybody's expectation was that this was going to be a, a good experience, a flawless experience almost. Um, and this is interesting that they... Like, where's the money going? Honestly, no. I, I, I mean, maybe it's because yeah, they're only charging the 20 bucks a month or a year. It's like... Not that much money in general, but still the fact that you're paying for an online service, you expect it to work. Um, I've had countless matches that are laggy. Uh, I mean, the frame rate slows down to a crawl at certain points, uh, like literally in the single digits frame per second. Uh, It's extremely noticeable. Um, And for a game where you have to have very quick reaction time, I mean, it it becomes unplayable and, and countless times you get errors and you get kicked and this and that. It's they need to fix that real quick if they're going to uh, really take this seriously, this online, or people aren't going to pay for the service. I mean, I'm a pleb, so I'll probably still pay for it because you get the free NES games. But um, I mean, as far as paying for the ability to play online, I think the expectation is that they need to get that figured out real quick. So uh, with all things considered, guys, what is your final verdict your final rating for super smash brothers ultimate would you say it is a must buy a rent a wait for a sale or a skip <clears throat> must buy and i and this is somebody who's literally like 
not even 10 hours into it i'm super super early into the game yeah so and, and but it but i think if you have any experience with smash in general um it's already a must buy yeah honestly austin what about you, you? Know? um well as i said this is the first one that i've mm-hmm. bought uh so for me it was kind of a must buy i think the hype leading up to it was there like knowing all of my friends that were switch owners mm-hmm. were getting it made it a must buy i literally bought it um, just so i can get smash yeah i'm so happy for yeah. you yeah <laughs> um i i mean as far as the <clears throat> offerings on switch goes like this is one of the strongest you know uh arguments for the yeah. system and uh I, I mean i feel like if you have a switch like why, why wouldn't you get this yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't like fighting games, it's such a fun game. I mean, the, the gameplay itself is it's it's beautiful because it's a it's one of those simple to understand, difficult to master type things. I mean, every character is very easy to pick up and play, but the strategy behind them is uh, so extremely much. difficult. The ceiling is so high on a lot of the characters. Um, and a lot of the the move sets kind of carry over between characters, so there's a bit of overlap for some. Um, so yeah, even if this is your first, I mean, it's literally A, B, and a direction yeah. and yeah. jump, and, and so it's like it's not a bunch of you know uh, combos and stuff. But combos oh, yeah. and stuff, yeah, like like yeah. like your your Street mm-hmm. Fighter or your Mortal Kombat or whatever, like where you have to memorize like all these patterns of turning the stick to do a yeah. certain thing. Like, uh, of course, like you said, the ceiling is there. Like you can get way into that and the competitive scene shows mm-hmm. that. But um, it, in the, my whole smash career has been, you know, dropping in at a party, hanging out at a friend's house and like picking it up and just going yeah. to town. So like, uh, yeah, I, I I I couldn't agree more. I agree with you guys as well. It's no surprise. Smash Brothers Ultimate is a must buy. If you've got a Nintendo Switch, you probably already have it. If you don't have this, pick it up. It's very very fun. There's so much to do in the game. Um, again, there's so many different modes to play. Uh, from classic mode to spirits mode to world of light to online. Uh, if they iron that out at some point, um, I think overall this is it's a fantastic game. It's it really is a a true love letter to gaming it feels like just a celebration of all these characters and franchises and music and art and just it's it's a mashup of of your dreams <laughs> and i think that uh i, like I think it. this will go on to become one of the best selling switch games of all time if it's already off to such a hot start being the top game on amazon this year uh i have no doubt that the next few years especially as dlc rolls out um, I, I truly don't think they'll only do the first five. I think we'll see a second wave of DLC beyond that. Uh, I, recently, there was an interview with uh, Sakurai, the director, and he said that basically something along the lines of don't expect another Smash Brothers for like another 10 years, something something very far away. So uh, enjoy this because this is going to be the one that we have for a long time, it seems like. Uh I think it's worthy of that time frame. Yeah, I mean, too. if they support it, Nintendo's been, if there's one thing they've been doing extremely well, it's supporting their first party games uh, and often with a lot of free content, which is really cool. So um, yeah, we're going to get paid DLC, but I, they're already adding a bunch of free spirits. I wouldn't be surprised if we got music tracks down the road, 
new me outfits, things like that. So, um, guys, I want to thank you both for joining me today. It's been a blast. Uh, Adrian, where can folks find you online? Yeah, I got a uh, Instagram, Twitter. It's both under the same username. It's just AD2 Sterling. Um, I have a YouTube. It's under Sanctified02 for all all gaming things. And then I have, uh, I have music on all platforms. And my artist name is Adrian, just like my name. But the A's are V's. So V-D-R-I-V-N. Awesome. You've been putting out some good stuff lately, too. Thank you. Yeah. Austin, what about you? Uh, Austin La Vista on both Twitter and Instagram and Austin La Vista TV on Twitch. You got a Twitch? He does. It's not really uh, active, but um, it exists and I'm trying to get the word you out. You need early. to start streaming, my guy. <laughs> I need to get internet no, that's first. Fair. But <laughs> definitely your Twitter for the spicy memes. Oh, yes. You got to get some, those memes. Some good those ones on there. Cool. Well, if you guys have any questions for the show, listeners, email me at the email address, hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you consume the show on and leave a review if you enjoy the content. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists.